Simple Life Together, Episode 62, How to Slow the Accumulation of Stuff. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last episode of the show, we talked about simple living with kids. Yes, it's possible. (laughs) On today's show, we're talking about ways that you can slow the accumulation of stuff and challenge your consumer tendencies. But before we get into the main topic, we wanted to let you know that our simple life guide called Supermom vs. Supermom, Simplicity Tips for Busy Moms, is out and available in the Amazon Kindle store for the low, low price of $4.97 US. It's just under 125 pages and is a simple life guide to getting organized, finding margin, and embracing simplicity just for moms. Not only does it have great tips, but you get direct access to videos and tutorials as well. That's right. So just go to simplelifetogether.com slash supermom and it'll take you right there. If you haven't left a review, head on over to Amazon and take a couple of minutes to spread the word and share the love. All right, so now on to the main topic. Naturally, one of the first steps on the road to simplicity is to challenge what and how much you consume. The basic idea here is that the more you consume, meaning buy or acquire or receive or whatever, something like that, well, the more you do that, the more complicated your life can be, and the less you consume, the simpler it can be. Mm -hmm. Now, that's kind of... I don't want to say oversimplifying it a bit, but it is. But, I mean, it's true. You get so much stuff, and eventually the stuff kind of owns owns you. You don't own it. So as important as editing is, and you know that, especially if you're a member of our Edit and Forget It Challenge, editing is awesome. And then that's an ongoing process. But you need to understand that just as important on the road to simplicity is your ability to slow your accumulation of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's not as easy as just flipping a switch as... We have found out in our journey. Oh, yeah. You've got to change your mindset, establish some boundaries like we talked about back in episode 54, and also exercise a great amount of self-restraint. It takes a little bit of effort. And the reality is most of us have been on autopilot when it comes to buying and accumulating things. To consume is human, but consuming is easy, too easy as a matter of fact, which makes slowing the accumulation a little bit more challenging. But hey, I'm up for a healthy challenge. How Me about you? Too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Ways that you can challenge consumerism and slow that accumulation of stuff to help simplify your life. Sounds good. And the first part of that really is awareness. And the first step in slowing the accumulation is just becoming aware of your own buying habits and also being aware of how marketers and advertisers work. And you're going to kind of hit that, aren't you, babe? Right. Um, and before I do, I, I, the first thing I want to talk about is the stuff cycle. And you mentioned that in the, in the last show. Yeah. And um, it's just the seemingly natural six-phase cycle of why and how much we, we consume stuff. You can go back and listen to that in episode 61. But remember, the six phases are the perceived need phase what you think you need, the acquire phase, which you actually get, right? Um, And then the utilization phase, then the replacement phase, and then you figure out, I need to edit. That's the next phase. And then there's the refine phase. And so it just kind of happens. Yeah, and it kind of keeps going through. Now, I haven't refined this cycle yet. I'm still kind of working on this a little bit. But this is how it seems to work in, in my head 
and on our journey. So. Right, and it's just kind of based off of our own experiences over right. the years of how we accumulate things. When you stop and think about how you acquire and accumulate, it really is a lot of these phases that you came up right. with. And so, and you're mostly going to focus on the perceived need phase and how that influences um, the acquire phase. Right. That's what you're going to talk about today, right? Right, that, that's right. And so, I, you know, again, it's all about kind of this um, awareness, you know? Right. So, First off, I want to address basically marketing strategies. I mean, that's pretty much what I'm going to heavily hit on today is just being aware of how marketers and advertisers try to convince you that your life will be so much better if you get their product. And now a lot of times they're, they're right. I mean, I personally um, like a lot of products that we buy because they have made our lives simpler or added value. And so, yeah, there are things out there that do work and that I do, I do like. Um, but a lot of times they don't make do on their promise of making your life simpler, right. adding more value. And so here are a few strategies that marketers will use. The first one is they'll use simplicity and minimalism against you. And just the other day, I was watching TV and I cracked up because it was Target. It was a, it's a store here in the United States and they probably have them elsewhere, I guess. That's yeah, a um, French store, I think. It's a French store. Yeah. So uh, they had this advertisement on TV talking about minimalism with their clothing and i just cracked up because the first thing that you see when you walk into a target on there's usually or at least a super target there's entrances on a left and a right side of the store and And ours on the on the right well both sides will have bargain deals like you can't miss out like there's these bargain bins for things for one two or three dollars like you just can't that's right and it's mostly just junk just junk stuff, you know, cheap plastic toys and bins and things like that. I mean, just ridiculous stuff. But I just crack up because the whole draw is that it's simplicity or it's minimalism, but they draw you into their store that has all this stuff that they're trying to tempt you to buy. So just saying, I just crack up at it. Or the other day, um, I think you talked about this in the last show about going into the store. Uh, Yeah, we did because you were getting makeup. Right. (laughs) Well, anyway. And I said, and I said, no, don't be in there. Don't be in there messing around. Yeah. Right? Because you, you told <laughs> me, I, I know exactly what I need. I'm just going to go. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to leave. <laughs> and I walk in, you know, 10 minutes later and you're having your makeup done. <laughs> right? There's more to the story than that, folks. No. But we'll just let him go Squirrel. <laughs> yeah. No, I knew I needed some foundation, but she had to tell me the different types. I mean, that's just kind of how it went. Oh, so yeah. anyway, we're not discussing that right now. Okay. Okay. All gotcha. right. But the funny thing about that experience was that I was telling her that I don't want a whole lot of makeup. I've decided exactly what I need, or almost. The foundation was a tutorial for me, but <laughs> I I know that I just need a few products. I don't like a lot of different whatever, you know, different eyeshadows, yada, yada. I'm a wannabe minimalist. And she says, oh, well, so-and-so, the product that I get, she says, oh, she's all about minimalism. And I cracked up. But I'm like... Yeah, right. So here, get this and get the free bag and yes. get the free carrying case. and the yep. Yeah. I mean, she didn't miss a beat. She said, oh, minimalist? Oh, well, the makeup's all about a minimalist look on your face and this and that. And I'm like, okay. So, and then we saw another commercial on TV, and I can't remember what it was for, but they used the, the phrase, less is more. And I'm like, yeah, it may seem like less gadgets on your car. It, it depends on like more, but yeah. you know, you're still got there's still so much that comes along with getting some of these purchases. So just be aware that they're going to use the very things that you're trying to accomplish against you as just little catchphrases, just words out there. 
you know, so because I know that that's what people are kind of driven to. Right. I, you know, what kills me is the, is the names of some uh, prescription drugs. And I mean, who hasn't listened to a, a prescription drug commercial and said, well, yeah, I got that symptom and that symptom and that I must need this. But, <laughs> I, you know, drugs like Abilify, you know, and, you know, it's like the name is made to like it's going to give you this power yeah. or ambient good morning you know it's yeah. going that's what it's it just kills me but it's all marketing i mean they're they know the buttons to push and they know we've been subjected to it our whole lives and we've mentioned before depending on the source it's between 2000 and 5000 ads that we're exposed to every day mm-hmm. and so we're conditioned to that just you and i talking about it to your average person certainly isn't going to undo that lifetime of conditioning where, but it's it really hits in that perceived need phase mm-hmm. and that acquire phase. Yeah, I mean the perceived need causes the acquire phase in our little made up cycle. Right, but it's well, that's th- what advertisers know. That's they, what they know exactly. That they're trying to make you feel like you you need this stuff. Right, and they try to make your life easier or more convenient. So I mean, the thing is that they just they really try to convince you that everything will make life easier, but it usually just ends up being more clutter. Yeah, you know? I know. That's what unitaskers, that's how they come about. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about unitaskers a few times on the show. And, you know, I think that if necessity is the mother of invention, then convenience is the mother of the unitasker. You know, <laughs> we, right. we were even, we go into stores and you see this thing. I mean, it can only be used for one possible function. Mm-hmm. And then people buy it because it does make that task easier. Right. And some things are great for that. Like a lighter is good. You know, I mean, it's nice to have a lighter when you need a lighter to light a fire or something like that. But you don't need a, give me a unitasker example. Maybe like the egg slicer or something. Yeah, and it just, there you go. Yeah, because what else are you going to slice other than maybe Play-Doh? Yeah, because you know? even, I mean, it's hard to even slice softer things. I don't even know, like maybe... You might be able to slice, I don't even know if you could fit an avocado in one of those things, but you know, those are something that's kind of like a unitasker. All it does is kind of slice something one way and that's it. Right. And maybe just one piece of fruit or one item. So, right. yeah. and, and what marketing tool is like tailor made for the unitasker? The infomercial. Oh, yeah. Right. And you're going to talk about like the as seen on TV, I think. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. If you're watching an as seen on TV type, thing yeah. it's probably for a unitasker so i guess the bottom line here is just be aware of things that say it's gonna you know the simplicity thing or less is more or it, it's it's minimal or that it's all going to be a matter of it's totally convenient those are the words they're going to use and it may be true for some products but the whole point here is just be aware of what those marketing strategies are because right, the real intent is to make you buy it is that's it it, it totally is so speaking of it making you buy something the reverse of that or the opposite of that is one of their strategies is to say, it's free. But the reality is, nothing is really free. And I've got some examples here, is that advertisers will tempt you with quantity over quality, like the whole buy one, get one free. That's a lot on the infomercials too, right? Oh, yeah. You know? Well, now the new saying is, it's a BOGO sale. BOGO, B-O-G-O, buy one, get one. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, BOGO is the new thing. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's exactly what it is. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. Like, oh, you got to get, you can't just have one of these unitaskers. You better get two of them. Right. You and, know, what? And, and why, do you, why do they have holiday sales? Why are cars suddenly cheaper on President's Day? You know, it's because people have off. That's why. And people usually don't just order cars over the internet. They go see them. Yeah, right. You know? yeah. Why do, and why, were mat, why are mattresses like 
the patron product patron product of dead presidents you know (laughs) (laughs) so let's celebrate let's celebrate these great people in our history (laughs) and sell mattresses cheaper you know (laughs) yeah i know it's serious it's just crazy it's like what because you don't order a mattress over the internet that's why (laughs) or like when you go to a grocery store and they'll say buy five for the price of four type of strategy but really how much do you really need of some of these things, you know, before they go bad, especially in a grocery store? Like, do you really need like five big tubs of yogurt? Right. Or in the big, bigger box stores, right. you know, the warehouse stores. And be aware of those because the chances are the reason why they're such a deal is that they're getting ready to expire. So you can't even consume them fast enough. So <laughs> just be aware of that. When they say buy one, get one free. Just pay shipping and processing. Yeah, just pay or hand- shipping and processing, shipping yep. and handling. But those prices are usually outrageous. Right. I mean, who is handling this, you know? <laughs> William Randolph Hearst, am I paying his <laughs> hourly rate to handle this? I know, they end up being, the shipping and handling. It covers the cost of their production for exactly, the Exactly, yeah. for that free one that you supposedly got. Right. So, just saying, folks, just pay attention to that stuff and be aware that they're just trying to... I like pointing free. it out to, to the kids. Oh, yeah. Just because it helps them understand how they're being sold to. Yep, exactly. Or have you ever been to uh, just walking around a store or gone to an event and um, they say, okay, hey, just put your name in the drawing here because you could win a free car. But the reality is they're trying to capture your email, trying to capture your your address so they can send you more stuff to tempt you to buy more. And then usually they sell that to third parties. Yeah. So they make money off of it and, you know, try to sit down for dinner and not get a call from uh, from somebody trying to hawk some, their wares to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or if you've gone to a department store and they say, save 20% today if you open up an account with us. But there's usually hidden fees or you just have another card that you are responsible for or tempted to buy stuff with. And so, you know, yeah, I might go to this one store for a particular item and they automatically have, hey, but you can save 20% on your purchase today and blah, blah, blah. And there's all these other great deals. I go, but I've never even walked into the store before. This is the first time I've been in here. Why would I want a card for a place that I never go to, you know? And so I just say, no, I don't need it. Those are the things that they're trying to do. It's trying to advertise like things are free when they really aren't or like you're saving money, but in the long run, you probably aren't, you know? So just be aware of that. And you already hit the whole front of the store sales, the clearance items, and all that. Uh, those as seen t as seen on TV gadgets and the unitaskers. But all those are there for the the reason why they're strategically placed is to capitalize on impulse buying, which we've all done before, every yes. one of us, and we're still susceptible to it. But what they want you to think is, you can't afford not to buy it. It's right there. Yeah, we jokingly it's, say that yeah, sometimes. That, yeah. well, well, gosh, I can't afford not to you buy. You can't afford not to buy. It's such a good deal. <laughs> buy nineteen, get the twentieth for free on yogurt. You can't afford not to buy. It. Yeah, you got to right? pass that up, right? It's like tattoos <laughs> while you wait. You know, of course. But they strategically place these things on the aisles just because they're they know you're going to pass by it, and all the essentials are located on. You have to pass through things. Yeah, right. right. So. This is the one thing that irritates me so much. You know, we'll go into these bigger stores and and here in Texas, and I love Texas, but man, those stores are huge here. It's like, you know, we have Super Walmart, Super Target, and Super Grocery stores here. Yeah. Our grocery store is about three times the size of a Sam's Club. Yes. Our grocery store. Yes. It's insane. And what drives me nuts is that I have to go 
I, I get most of my stuff on the outside aisles or outside perimeter of the store, right? So it's the the fruit and the dairy and the, the you know the all the essentials. All the essential stuff are usually on the outside, and then in the middle is all the junk you really don't need. Yeah, but you have to go all the way to the other side. You have to cut through all that, go to the other side, which is a mile away, and that's probably not an exaggeration. <laughs> Just to get the toiletry items that you need. Yeah. And so then you're passing by all these other things in the aisle and stuff that you really don't need. Again, trying to tempt you to buy. If you tell me to go in to that store and go grab some milk, I have to stretch before I go in. <laughs> it's so far. <laughs> but they do that on purpose. They, yep. they strategically put things that the common person would need on a weekly basis or whatever on a, in a, a typical grocery shopping day. I tell you, they think about this, that they see what the average person probably buys, and they separate them on other ends of the darn store to make you get tempted to buy stuff in between as you make your journey to the other side <laughs> right. to get that milk. Right. So just be aware of that. So I just, I try to make that beeline and go straight for it, you know, and just try not to, I just put those blinders on. Don't look, don't look, don't look. Stay focused on what's on your list. Yeah, but <laughs> so. if they have like a end, hot sauce on an end cap. I'm I'm hooked. Oh I yeah, stop yeah. Them yeah. yeah. So what can people do about it? Why don't you share some things that people can do about it? Okay, so there, here's just some basic things to do to kind of these are our like little action steps on how to kind of help prevent you from you know accumulating all these things right. and, all the, and avoid these temptations. The first thing is to just change your mindset. If you want simplicity, you need to focus on your needs and priorities. Less is more. And not what the advertisers say, but what you truly believe that less is more. Internalize that because it is true. You just have to practice it. Right. Um, another thing that you could do is ask yourself the following questions before you buy. Do I need it? <laughs> and will I use it? <laughs> I say that because we use it a lot when it comes to the editing part of your life. Right. So, but really, do you need it? And will you use it? And be honest with yourself. Uh, and then ask some other questions like, where will it live in my life if I buy this? What actions will I have to take to make it fit in my life? What will I have to move or get rid of to make room for this one or this thing? And what type of maintenance and upkeep will be required? And is it really going to add value to my life? So really just think about that stuff because sometimes you buy something on impulse or something you think you really want, but you're not, you didn't really think it through like, oh my gosh, I would really love a new couch, but now I have to get rid of this other couch. And yeah. how are we going to do that? Do I have to sell it? Do I have to put it on eBay or you know Craigslist or give it away or have someone come haul it off? There's a lot of actions that take place after the fact based off of just a one quick impulse buy. Yeah, and it's part of that, the, the perceived need phase and the acquire phase, the things that are drilled into you is kind of the romance phase or the honeymoon phase of a relationship with an item. Yeah. They tell you all the good things, but none of the bad, you right. know? Yep. And so you really have to think about the life cycle of owning something and how it really does affect you. Yeah, so point. I think that fits in kind of with what you're saying. Now, another thing, and we've already alluded to this, was to create boundaries for yourself. And I'm going to go over some things that I've talked about in previous episodes and whatnot, but they really do work. So one of the things that you can do is practice the one-in, one-out rule. So if you bring something into your life, let something else go. Or establish like a, a wait period or a time before you actually pull the trigger and purchase something, right? right? So you, you, you want to buy something, but really step back and, and either you know, set some limits for yourself a week, two weeks, a month before you actually decide to purchase something. Another thing you could do is just really reconsider bulk items 
you know, will you use them? Will you have room for them and whatnot? Um, we used to be big box store buyers all the time. We used to go to Sam's Club and Costco and BJ's, but and we still do, but we're very deliberate about what we buy there. Yeah, I think and with the intention of of getting things so we didn't have to make so many trips to make it convenient, mm-hmm. but it's really disheartening when you get a 15-pound roaster well, I guess a roast wouldn't be fifteen pounds, but <laughs> but, but like a like I smoke pork butt, right? Right. So think of any meat; you get you know, multiple um, portions of it, mm-hmm. and by the time it comes around on our menu to use again, some a lot of it was just going bad. Yeah. And actually, the taste and all that wasn't as good as um, some other places that we shop. So yeah. we really ended up not benefiting from using a lot of that stuff. And then we discovered a lot of the stuff that we thought we were getting a good deal on, we really weren't. Remember the produce for all of our juicing? We realized that we weren't getting as much of a deal on the produce as we were just at the the grocery store right down the Mm -hmm. road from us. So anyway, I just want you to be aware that sometimes it is a good deal. Just really be very particular about what you you need and not stock up on so much of the bulk items because, again... The bulk item, you're going to have to store it somewhere. You're going to have to probably move something in your pantry or in another storage area. And so it's not always what it's cracked up to be. And set a budget. This is a great way to create a boundary for yourself and kind of limit and uh, slow the accumulation of stuff. Is just to really set, you know, a budget for yourself, whether it be groceries or, you know, other consumable items and toiletries or whatever. Try to, try to set a budget for yourself. That'll really help out. And shop with a purpose. I mean, with a list and stick to that list. <laughs> and uh, yeah, tell that story about makeup. The make the same makeup gal kept calling you and calling you, right? Yeah, actually, it was a little. Bit, it was a different one, but oh. but she just kept calling me and saying, and she would say, "Well, I missed you, but we had this really good sale, and we're giving away this and this. We're giving away free facials, and blah blah blah." And finally, she called me, and I answered the phone. And I just basically was just like, hey, listen, I don't, I don't care about free products. And I, I said it a little bit more tactfully than it sounds right now. But I just basically said, I, I shop exactly for what I need. I don't need extras. Um, I really love your product. I actually tell people about it and how happy I am with it. But I don't buy more than I need. And I'm not tempted by free facials or other free product. I'm very deliberate about what I, what I need. And so... And she's like, and she apologized, but I felt like I kept getting bugged and it was like constantly calling me because the drive is to get you in, they get you a free facial, but they're going to try to promote a new product for you of and sell you all that stuff. And so I haven't got any calls since, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine, but I just had to be kind of, and she's just doing her job. She's a lovely lady, but I just had to say, I can't, I don't like the calls because then I felt guilty. She's like, well, I haven't heard from you in a while and I haven't seen you in a while. And it was like I don't need that. Yeah, I buy, that I'm guilt. by makeup from you. I'm not in a relationship. Yeah, with you. I am spending yeah. money deliberately on specific product, but and she's just doing her job. But that's just how it works, and they're pressured to do that. Those sales reps are pressured yeah. to do that of stuff. Course. So anyway, but um, one thing that Dan does, uh, another strategy that we use is Dan will really research the heck out of products before we buy something. He'll right. look at reviews. He'll and sometimes you can waste too much time doing research, but um, he has a limit on that too. But just doing that really helps us make a little bit more of an informed, informed decision. decision. Yeah. And like I said, purchases. some of the things that I have mentioned this in previous episodes, but I usually Google the inverse. So right. if I'm looking for something 
I'm looking for widgets. You know, I won't search for a widget sale because then you get mm-hmm. inundated. I'll search for like, you know, widget reviews or problems with widgets or widgets suck or whatever, <laughs> you know, but, I'll, and so I'll find out things that way. And, um, and, and that's what I do. I also, if I'm, we do get a lot of stuff from Amazon and I know people have love and hate relationships with Amazon too, just like Walmart and any other store. Mm-hmm. But, um, we do get a lot of things there just out of convenience right. and we go there deliberately. We don't like hunt around and search around. Well, sometimes I do. So, you know, <laughs> sometimes I find myself doing that. But when I, when I am researching something, I always read the reviews, the, the one star, the two star yeah. reviews too, not just the five star. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely, there's, there's some good that comes out of spending a little bit of time researching. So those are, those are good boundaries that you've mm-hmm. created for yourself. And the other thing we've hit before too, but uh, it's probably worth hitting again, is consider borrowing or outsourcing things. Like our yard service, we have our own lawnmower and all our own little tools to take care of the yard, but... I don't like doing it. You used to love doing it. Yeah, but my time is a little bit more valuable now. And so we were, you know, there's kind of an inverse relationship there where people see you out sweating in 104 degree heat working on the yard and they're like, well, where's Dan? Well, he's inside cooking, cooking dinner. You know, so it was kind of the inverse relationship of the traditional roles, right? But, But now we have this great service. They're in and out. It's like um, when I lived in Japan, we called them ninja grass cutters. They'd come out and and there was all these all these guys in robes and hats. You couldn't see their faces, but they're just like ninjas. And they they come out and they the grass is done. And it looks beautiful, and then they're gone. Well, five minutes. Yeah, and so that's how this service is on our yard. I think we've only actually seen them twice. Right. But it's like six or eight guys. They come. They take care of the yard. It's done and in it's, like less than and fifteen it's minutes. Done. It's yep. before we can even walk outside and say, great job. It's done. Yeah. So, and it's 25 bucks. And it would take us an hour and a half sometimes yeah. to, to get it done by the time you take up all the clippings and trim and all that stuff and blow all the leaves or whatever. Right. It's so, done, I so. mean, it's, it's, and it's twice a month and they automatically stop at wintertime. They automatically start in springtime. So you don't have that uncomfortable, Hey, I got to fire you because the grass isn't growing issue, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's great. So that's a good use case of borrowing or outsourcing something. And then, you know, we cut the the cord for cable, we, and we've talked about that on the last few shows. But now we use Apple TV. Um, uh, we do have one Roku, too. Mm-hmm. But we just use digital movies and, and Amazon Instant Video. And we just don't, don't own a lot of DVDs. And, um, well, the thing is, is that we, you know, you can't get inundated with the digital clutter, you know, so we just try to be a little bit more deliberate about the type of movies that we buy or the amount of movies we buy. They have to be vetted <laughs> right. either by us or somebody else, you know. Um, the same thing with, with music or books. It's usually stuff that uh, we've either researched or we've um, it's, been a, it's a good recommendation or it's gotten great reviews. And so we will purchase that. And I can tell you one thing, that purchasing the movie Frozen... Jeez. For $19.99 on Apple TV has been totally worth it because we've probably watched it two dozen times at least. Right? Yes, yes, you have. <laughs> and you and Sunshine are, are frolicking all over the house singing about Let It Go. I thought it was a Edit and Forget It song that you guys came up with at first, but... but. Then, it's my favorite movie. Yes. It's my favorite Disney movie next to Beauty and the Beast. Right. <laughs> All right. So those are some things to, <laughs> to think about. But, but one last thing. We highly recommend going back and 
re-listening to or rereading episode 24 at simplelifetogether.com slash 024. Uh, we specifically give you some great tips on how to stop the flow of mail, cut down on ads, and opt out of things you just don't want to receive. And it's great advice and a proactive way to stop the accumulation. So stop it before it gets to you, basically. So right. so that's it. So awareness and, and um, some action steps, some things to think about before you uh, are tempted to buy before you make a purchase. Right? right. Stop that cycle. That's it. Right. So the major takeaway here is, uh, yes, slowing your accumulation can be challenging when it comes to simplifying your life, but by being more aware, more mindful, and more deliberate about what you consume, and after a little practice, too, it just is not going to be as difficult. Sure, you may splurge here and there, like we talked about back in episode 60, but hopefully you won't feel as guilt-ridden because that splurge was a deliberate one and not based on an impulse or on weakness, consumer weakness, all right? Right, so how do you slow the accumulation of stuff into your life? What tips or techniques do you use that could help the rest of us as we try to combat the temptation of consumerism? We would absolutely love to hear those. So be sure to leave a comment and share at simplelifetogether.com slash 062. All right, now... Onto the thing segment, and I think I'm the only one that has a thing this week. And it's really just reinforcing something we've talked about before, too. And my thing was taking my dad around the Texas Hill Country. Um, once again, experiences went out over stuff. My dad is getting ready to turn 89, and he flew out here with my nephew. We had a really nice time. And uh, he's pretty active still. We can, mm-hmm. I mean, we walked around the river walk and took the riverboat tour and, yeah. and things like that. Went to Lukenbach, Texas. Right, but it was just the driving around and seeing some of the places in the hill country, like the sprawling metropolis of Lukenbach, Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's the only town that I know of where the you are now entering Lukenbach, Texas, and the you are now leaving Lukenbach, Texas is all on the same signpost. <laughs> but my dad, my dad thought it was a bit much bigger town. He thought it was a city. You know, it's really like four buildings. Well, Willie but, Nelson saying about it, and who else? Uh, Waylon Jennings. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, it, and it was so fun to go there, and we kind of sat around, and my nephew had a root beer, and. And uh, and the bartender was just uh, strumming a guitar and singing, and roosters were running around. And yeah, big old frogs jumping around the little creek behind yeah. the little place there. So, yeah, it was great. Definitely experiences versus things always outweigh. Yeah, so that was my thing. Very nice. Okay. So, yeah, so we're going to do uh, questions and comments, and I think you're going to read this one, right? This is where we get to answer or talk about things that you write to us. Right, and so... This week's thing that we're going to share is from Michelle Stitches, and she wrote, As a mom of seven kids, five of them now moved out, I could comment on this topic till the cows come home as far as living simply with kids, basically. She's referring to the last episode. So I'll try to stick to just a few things. Let me preface by saying that with seven kids and limited income, some of our family ways have been out of necessity, but know that much of this can work for many or few. We tried to limit toys. We found that the creative play toys like blocks were likely to last longer than toys that only did one thing. Also, we tried to get toys that could easily be added to, for example, Thomas the Tank Engine wood train sets or Legos, enabling them to build bigger and more complicated setups but not adding to the sense of clutter. We also limited organized extracurricular activities. Each kid got to choose one sport or music lesson they could do. This taught them that you can't do it all. You have to decide what you really love and what is truly fulfilling. It also taught them that 
what they do as an individual affects the whole family, and sometimes the good of the many outweighs the good of one. A wise woman once told me never to do for your children what they can do for themselves. In other words, teach the kids to clean their own messes, pick up their own toys, do their own laundry. This is one thing that worked really well for us. My kids even had assigned days for laundry to prevent arguing over the washing machine. Not only were they responsible for their own stuff, but we had chore charts and everyone helped with the shared spaces of the home. They washed dishes, dusted, swept, vacuumed, scrubbed bathrooms, and and I confess we never paid our kids for these jobs. We wanted them to learn that it was part of being in the family. Mommy doesn't get paid to cook dinner. Daddy doesn't get paid to mow the lawn. We do it because we all work together to keep our home running smoothly. Our kids have all worked outside the home. They learn that spending money equals giving up a piece of your life for whatever you are buying. It is amazing to watch a young person at a store who needs something change their mind after you tell them, sure, you may get that if you want to spend your own money on it. Another thing that we do in our family is start at an early age educating our kids about responsibility and unrealistic expectations. We have a saying, with adult privileges come adult responsibilities. For example, my kids know that from a very young age, if they ever want a car, they will have to pay for the car and the gas and the insurance and the maintenance. Granted, there had been a time or two when we have helped them out a bit, but they do not expect this from us. We do it as an act of grace and love, a gift. We actually have one teenage son who got rid of an older car he had been gifted by a grandmother. After a year of ownership, he realized he was sacrificing a large chunk of his life working just to put gas in the machine and pay for the constant repairs. He decided having a car was not worth it. We also teach our children that when they decide to leave the nest, they are on their own financially. I know this may seem harsh to some readers, but we explain to them that if they want to be an adult and make their own decisions and not have to report to us, then they get all the responsibility, rent, utilities, food, that come with that privilege. This is only fair. It is responsibility that often grounds people and keeps us from behaving foolishly. Well, so much for keeping this short and sticking to just a few things. Sorry to take up so much space. I think that is awesome. (laughs) Tons and tons of great advice. Yep. And there's nothing that I can even add. She was just sharing ways, um, because we always ask our readers, share with us some tips and strategies that you use to help people simplify their lives. And I tell you what, she has a lot of experience having that many children in the house. And everything that she said is pretty much my advice and recommendation to other parents out yeah. there. And it's, it's kind of how we, we work at home. She here. didn't give us any information. She passed on wisdom. She All sure of that did. stuff is really, really wisdom. That's what I think for it, sure. Yeah, it was awesome. So thank you so, so very much for sharing with us. So now on to announcements and just to let you know, the next episode of simple life together will be out on Monday, seven April. So be sure to look for more from us then. We were a few days late with this episode just because we had guests in town and mm-hmm. all that. So yeah. we're going to be doing a show on 7 April. So we're going to be taking about a week and a half off. And, um, and then the next show will be out. Yeah, nice. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Great. So next up is iTunes reviews. And thanks to Scrappy D Coat. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> For her terrific review of the show. We really appreciate That's it. That's actually her second review. She yeah. emailed me and said that she wanted to leave a different review. So she went back on iTunes and deleted the old one and did a new one. Aww. I think that's awesome. Thank you. And a special thanks to Jean, Macy, Laura, Ellis, Eldridge, R. Regal, Mum of Two, Emily, and Mrs. C. For their reviews of Super Mom versus Super Mom on Amazon. Folks, we'd love to get your help over there on Amazon by reviewing the book. So, again, just go to simplelifetogether.com slash supermom to do a review of the book. 
Um, in a few months, the book will also be available in the iBookstore and even on SimpleLifeTogether.com as a downloadable PDF, too. And the book has been downloaded really close to a thousand times. It might even be a thousand Nice. Um, so far. So, yeah, more reviews would be awesome. Yes. And remember, if you have questions or comments, you can find all our contact info at simplelifetogether.com slash Vanessa or simplelifetogether.com slash Dan. All right. So that's it for episode 62. I can't believe we're at 62 already. Yep. <laughs> so episode 62 of Simple Life Together. Remember, buying stuff and buying into consumerism is a learned behavior. You can unlearn it, too. Slowing your accumulation of stuff and fighting any consumer tendencies you've developed is going to be a challenge. But with a little awareness, some mindfulness, and some self-discipline, it will pay huge dividends on your road to simplifying your life. So now on to the necessary part to pay the bills, but honestly, it's blatant (laughs) self-promotion. Again, we hope you decide to pick up a copy of Supermom vs. Supermom, Simplicity Tips for Busy Moms. It's a simple life guide to getting organized, finding margin, and embracing simplicity for moms. Just go to simplelifetogether.com slash supermom to get your copy today. And as usual, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 062. So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life too. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your Simple Life Together. Simple Life Together.